Uh, welcome back to the podcast with your Sahar and Lucas. We have Trevor back to continue the playoffs. Um, the playoffs might be done um, within the next two days, which is insane. Um, this this is the Montreal um, might be on the brink and they might get swept in the Stanley Cup finals, which I don't think happens that often. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time it happened. It hasn't happened like in my lifetime, I don't think. I want to say it was, I thought I saw that. It was something about like when the Capitals played the Red Wings or something. Which... Yeah, like in the early 2000s, early, either late 90s, early 2000s. 90s like that might have been the, yeah. that might have been the last, oh my God. Yeah, that might have been the last time. Because I remember, I remember the Kings first run. They did go up 3 nothing, but they won the series 4 2. But that was the last time that that was close to that we were that it was close to uh, a sweep. But I'm pretty sure it was the Red Wings in either the late '90s or early 2000s, something like that. Or it could yeah. be tomorrow. <laughs> like also, based on, um, based on what another, I've seen, it could be tomorrow, Monday. Another uh, another great um, stat that came out um, uh, about the Leafs, obviously. Um, uh, don't as be, of I, today, I know, I know what you're going to say. The Toronto Maple Leafs are now the. Uh, now own the longest Stanley Cup drought in terms of days in the NHL history. 1900, 1,000, oh no, got it, Jesus. Um, uh, t- uh, nine, yeah. This is really good, this is really good. Seven, uh, 1900, Jesus Christ, I'm just fucking thing. What are you trying to say? Hold on, I can probably find it. I just um, fucking... Jesus Christ. Are you, hold ten, on. 10,000, no, 10, 19,789, uh, days. There we go. There you go. Yes. 19,786. Yeah, 19, wow. That was, I don't know. I don't know there. what's more sad, that stat or how we tried to explain that stat. What, what do you think was more sad? Surpassing the Rangers drought from 1940 to 19, uh, 1994. You're so, welcome, New York. Do you know who the Rangers beat in 1994 to win the cup? As I said, you're welcome, New York. <laughs> no, Trevor, you should have won that game so that the Rangers would still have that drought. You're welcome, New York. I <laughs> uh, bastards. So after my brain fart, um, I am an example of how terrible the Leafs are as a goddamn organization just from, from the last fucking... Just 54 fuck. years of goddamn... I wish yeah. the Canucks had a cup drought. Imagine having a cup. I mean, they do. They That's do. Drought. They just have. There's no between cups. There hasn't. There isn't a cup to have been won. There's I no mean, cup drought. It's just they've never won. Uh, hey, Trevor. Just know this. Who was the last Canadian team to win a, win in the game in the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, game that's, five, 2011. And that's when ended. I think. That's how the series mm-hmm. ended. <laughs> <laughs> No, the series. No, no, the playoffs ended when they beat Chicago. That's that's how that's what happened. After that, <laughs> after yeah. that um, no, that's no, it's one of the crazy. It's one of the craziest stats, and uh, it's, it's it's not it's not good. It's not going good. I'm not happy. Yeah, it's just you know what it is. Like people, people just people just put out you know leaf stats, bad leaf stats because they know that it rubs. You, you know, they know it pisses us off, and it gives us that gives them clicks. And that's all and, that really yeah, matters. Yeah. It's okay. A, it's it's a it's a stat that pisses me off, but like whatever. What do you expect? What do you yeah, expect? Okay. Is really what back, I'm saying. Okay, back to the Lightning and the Montreal series. Um, Lightning are up three three zero. Um, they had a dominating win last night, six three. Um, Carey Price did not look good. 
Um, I think he let in 10 goals on like the first 55 shots or something like that in this entire series. His save percentage is in the like low 800s, isn't it? Yeah. In the series. It's like an eight now, some, 836 or something. Is that just a testament to Tampa's firepower or Montreal's or Montreal's brain farts? I think it's I think it's more just Tampa's firepower. I don't know. I because okay, I was I would have said that if if it wasn't like if they haven't lost three consecutive. It just they've lost three consecutive games and they have not looked like the better team in any of the games. And they beat the uh, the Knights, the Golden Knights, and they looked better and they had amazing goaltending. And the goaltending has not held up in this Tampa series. You're also facing the best goalie in the world. That too, yeah. That was one. Like, Carey Price has been the best goalie in all the previous series until this one. See, I thought that... See, I thought that in game two, I thought in game two, they were definitely the better team for about half of it. They definitely were the better team in the second period, but but they fell asleep at the end of the second period. And realistically, that that's when the game was over. Yep. Like, I that never see flying seen... late goal is what, like, that's it. That, that I guess, was, is that Blake Coleman's thing? He just scores, he just scores goals like Superman all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that goal is great, though. Um, uh, crazy but it's not goal. it's not the first time he's done something like that which is crazy yeah. and i feel like if they go into the into the third period tied 1-1 we're looking, we're looking at a much different series and they were even pouring it on in the third period and then joel edmondson lost his mind that yep. was that was total jake gardner-esque like that was yep. jake gardner uh, uh game seven boston like that was just that looked like a jake gardner move right there now uh sorry trevor Trev, you said something the other thing is the difference. I think this series also really shows the difference between the conference finals and the finals. Uh-huh. You make similar mistakes against Vegas, you might be able to get away with it because they've struggled to finish. Yep. You make mistakes against the Lightning, it's in the back of your net. Yeah. I'm just watching this series going, how did the Islanders take this team to seven games? And there was a one goal game seven. Yep. Like that's like, and Maybe I'm just not giving the Islanders enough credit, which I haven't done for a long time. Okay, so um, when it comes to the Islanders, I think the Islanders are just so good defensively that that's why they went seven games. I think the Montreal Canadiens are a lot worse when it comes to defense compared to the Islanders. And um, I think just the entire Islanders like game and strategy is just so much different compared to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Well, part of it too, I think, is Montreal, like they rely on those their four horses, right? Those big guys in the back end. And a lot of times they kind of use their size, their advantage. Yeah. But then you look at the Tampa side, they have six defensemen that are huge. Mm-hmm. So like it becomes less of an advantage defensively when you're facing a team with bigger and better defensemen than you have. But it's not that they're it's they're bigger and better, and also they could score. Montreal's D, like like has Jeff Petrie scored in the in these playoffs? I think he has. He might have one goal. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Shea Weber has a goal. But like Jeff Petrie is one of their best offensive defensemen. He he basically quarterbacks. He can quarterback their power play. I haven't seen. I haven't noticed him much he in the has, offensive He zone. has no goals. He has six assists. Eighteen Montreal's games. Power play has also not been good. Yeah. Yeah, because Montreal's offense, like Montreal's just, 
I, I just think that the I think the clock struck twelve with the Montreal Canadiens because why hasn't Alexander Romanov played? I think Alex Romanov's played two games this whole playoffs. That was when Petrie was hurt, and I'm looking at the, they have Eric Gustafson. He basically plays well like eight minutes a night, and he's basically a power play specialist. And the power play sucks. Why is he still in? See, my whole thing, I I've said this so many times with Montreal's power play. Montreal before before this year had one option on the power play. They had bring the puck around to Shea Weber. Hopefully he scores. And if he don't, you bring the puck around to Shea Weber again and hope that he scores. And then you just rather rinse repeat until the power play's over. See, why isn't why aren't you setting up Cole Caulfield or Nick Suzuki every single time? Like that's those are your options. Those are your options. Or you go download even the Corey Tyler Perry. Toffoli. Even Tyler Toffoli. Exactly. He's been very quiet in this series. He's been very yeah. I think I think Montreal's top five scorers yesterday were like minus two, minus three, and just like they were just brutal. They were just they just they've dried up. I think the clocks just struck twelve. They're gonna go through Deneau even last night, and it still didn't do much. <laughs> Deneau's okay, the Deneau goal was one of the plays where I'm like, yo, Vassy, are you like are you trying to make this interesting? Because he's totally because he's right here in his net and he leaves like literally like twenty five percent of it open and Janelle just shoots just shoots there and I was like okay. Sergeyev was in no trying. man's land there too. But. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about Sergeyev in a second and I want I'm going to pose a question about him. But um, I I think that this team's just you know they've dried up. Uh, they've kind of reverted to what we saw in the regular season, what we hope to see. What we saw in the four, first four games of the Leaf series. I mean, um, they did beat a Western Conference team in the playoffs. Harry Price hey. in the finals has an 838. <laughs> th- there's your answer right there. If Carrie Price has to be freaking Martin Roder combined with Patrick Waugh, combined with Dominic Hasek in order for them to win the Stanley Cup. No, he's not to be better than Vasilevsky, which yeah. is and he's not. pretty hard to do. Which is very hard to do. And Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky, like, I think you should have won the Vesna. Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll I guess talk about that later. I guess the GMs um, didn't agree with me, but like, um, yeah. The Lifetime Achievement Award for Fleury. I, I think yeah. that's what it is. Um, do we all agree that this series is over? Like, yes. Montreal might win one, two I games. I think it goes five, but. Yeah. But do we all agree that, like, this, that there's no way oh, yeah. they're winning this? Oh, yeah, no way. I, I agree there, but like, I said that about the Leaf series, and look what happened. Um, no, no, I don't see it, but it's not. They're not the same team. They're not the same team. Not a part of me. A part of me wants them to sweep, just like so I can see the, just like so I can see the madness in the Habs fans' eyes when they win, when they lift the cup. I want to see Tampa win it at home. I do too. That would be that would be, that'd be really yeah, cool. I, I was talking with my buddy, and he's like, he's like, they're so good that they'll let the Montreal Canadiens win one game just so that they can come home and win it there. That's a dangerous thing to do. That's uh, a dangerous I know. mindset. I know. Um, That's really dangerous. You got to come with the mindset of close it out now. Like, yeah. cut the, cut the th- slit his yeah. throat when, just, he's, when he's down. Just end it. Just end it. And I think I think half fans, too, are just like, just end it. We can't. Yeah. We can't deal with this anymore. Um, yeah, I think that this is over as well. Um, so, but I'm so, – yeah, keep going. Uh, no, I was gonna start touching on other stuff. If you okay, have yeah. Montreal thing, then finish it up. Oh, uh, I just have one. I have one thing. Should we look at the Mikhail Sergachev as one of the worst trades of the last five, ten years? Sergeyev Where was he traded from? 
So Mikhail Sergachev was traded for Jonathan Druin. Mikhail oh, Sergachev is is a Montreal Canadiens draft pick that they traded for Jonathan Druin. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I mean, Druin, it's, it's weird because Druin at the time was such a highly regarded player. It was kind of, he was a top three pick. I mean, in hindsight, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, like he forced his way out of Tampa basically because he wanted to be Part of it though with Duran though is like he's not playing right now because he's dealing with some personal stuff. I, 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 really I don't want to. I don't want to say that I know what's happening with him. I don't want to question really you know. That on anyone, but even when Duran was playing, like it still looked bad. So like yeah, like Montreal had a lot of weapons this year, but Jonathan Duran was supposed to be one of them, and even when he was playing, did not look like an actual threat in any in any sense of the word. So. And Jonathan Drouin wanted to uh, thought he was top shit in Tampa, and and he wasn't. So they traded him for Mikhail Sergachev, and I, I think that that's going to be looked back as one of the worst trades because good job, Steve Eiserman. Yep. Look at Steve. There was there was a couple years where Steve Eiserman was just stealing. Just every single trade he did was just stealing players from the other GM. Look, look out for Detroit in the next few yep. years. Yeah. So, like, like De- Detroit, I think, is further along than the Senators, right? Or, sorry, I think Ottawa is further along than than, um, yeah. than Detroit right now in terms of rebuild. But I would not be surprised to see Detroit really turn turn things around. Yeah. Because they got some they got some real talent there, and Stevie Y is probably probably one of the best options to have. And realistically, like, I don't know if he got a ring last year. He should get a ring this year. I think I think that he should get a that he should get a ring. I, I, don't, literally, I don't think that's gonna happen, but okay. because uh, last year he just left Tampa and gave Julian Breezewatt this incredible team. Yeah. That he built. Yep. And Julian Breezewatt is gonna get all the credit for it. And I think I think that Julian Breezewatt gets the credit for this year after all the cap circumvention and cap shenanigans he did. But I think that Steve Eiserman deserves a lot more credit than yeah. than Breezewatt definitely deserves all the credit he's gonna get with like if he made he made the Coleman trade, he made the Gaudreau trade. Yep. Um and with like what incredible. Lucas said was the whole cap shenanigans yeah. that happened the entire season. So yeah. So I I just think that Eisenman deserves a little more credit for what for what's happening, but I think Breeze yeah. this year. I mean yeah. he, he built deserves. the core. Yeah yes. he built the yes. core. Yeah. yeah. And he, he kept the core together even after that whole Columbus uh like that yeah. shit show. He kept them together and figured it out, and uh, they went on to win a Stanley Cup. So good, good on them. Um, we have actual other news outside of the. So we have surprising a lot of uh, surprisingly, we have quite a bit of news when it comes to signings, extensions, and all this other stuff. Um, so Joel Alex Erickson Eck uh, got gets an eight year extension at five point two five. He has a 10-team no-trade, uh, years 4-8, to eight, and a no-move clause. So uh, I, I like this deal because I like Joel Eriksson-Eck as a player. I think he really fit in. Uh, I think he really fits in. Minnesota is going to be a team to watch after this year. Um, and I, I, I like the contract for him because – and I think – I don't know if we've talked about the Nuge contract yet, but I, I think it's, it's – We're going to get are, to that. Okay. Are, are we in the NHL sort of – the longer years you have, the less money you're taking. Cause I thought that, I thought that, you know, the longer your contract is, the more money you have, but I guess this is an age. I think like for a younger guy. Yes. Nugent Hopkins is like 28, 
29, something like that. So yep. if you're paying him until he's like 35, 36, then that's when 20, he's 29. 20, 29 for Nugent Hopkins. If we're touching that, it's a eight year extension uh, with an AAV of 5.25. And that's another one. Uh, sorry, this is the Erickson Act contract, right? Uh, no, that was the Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract. Okay. So that's, that's basically, okay, I think it's the same AAV. And I, I was just surprised that it wasn't. See, with the Nuge contract, I'm a fan of the, t- of the cap. I'm not a fan of the term because I think that the further along, that contract's going to be so hard to buy out if you need to. And um, when it comes to the lockout and, and, you know, issues like that, that's going to be a real win for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And to have, to, and to have him for that, for that long, I wasn't a fan of the term. I think the AAV is good, though. I think the thing with the Oilers, though, is, like, they know that their competitive window is, like, like they got to win now with Connor McDavid. Yep. <laughs> like they, they have to win within the next, the next three years. years. Like, they might – they kind of – I think they kind of figured, like, Hopkins will probably be good for maybe five, five, maybe six years of that contract. He'll be worth that money and maybe even worth more than that contract. And then you just kind of eat the last couple of years to ensure you have that competitive window. So I think like he's going to be good. Wait, what is he? He's 20, 28, 27. Um, I think he's going to be good for the first four years of that contract. And then the last four years of that contract, it's either he's, he's, he's not going to be good for it. And I think that's, that's a problem that they're like, okay, we'll kick, we'll deal with that problem um l- later because we need him now and go- i i i usually agree with that mentality however if the oilers don't win in that four years you said then it doesn't it doesn't look good and then it, yeah. it really doesn't look good and then going back to the erickson act thing that's why i love the eight years for that one because he's like 23 yeah 24 and one thing that Minnesota doesn't have is center depth. Joel Eriksson finished top five in the Selkie. He's a great defensive forward. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, he's going to anchor your center position for a while. 24. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to like, I think that's a great contract for the wild. Yeah. So I was, I was more of a fan of that one than the Oilers than the Nuge contract, but I think that I think they'll both work out, work out well. I just think the Nuge one as, as it ages, it might get a little worse. So Ryan Nugent Hopkins is 28 and then um, Joel Erickson Eck is 24. So it's, and it's looking a lot better. Forgetting, we're also Erickson's forgetting one, one day the cap will go up. It doesn't look, it, though, think, though we don't think it will, the one day the cap will go up. And it'll it'll be a little hard, a little easier to swallow. So I th- weren't they saying that like it's gonna stay flat for like three to four years, three four or years, it, something like or that. Or was yeah. it five years? Um, and that was before everyone got vaccinated. That was before everything started opening up. Like uh, Tampa Bay looks like it's a packed building. It's, it looks normal, like nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before. Like the before, like um, the ESPN it was, deal, it was before the, the ESPN deal. deal, yeah. So I think this whole three to four years, it's going to stay flat. I think it's going to, I think that's going to be cut to like maybe two years, two and a half years. And it's going to go up again because they're going to be getting a lot of money. There's going to be a lot more interest in the sport and they're going to be 
hopefully making more money so that they can raise the cap. So I don't think it's going to be as stagnant as everyone, like as long as they are saying it is, it's going to be. And even Montreal yesterday, I know that the NHL doesn't really, doesn't really love the Canadian dollar as much as the American dollar, but even Montreal, they said 3,500 people. I thought that there was more than 3,500. There was for sure more. They definitely snuck more people into that building. And it looked, it, it looked great to see. And they were, they were really, they were, you know, they were, it was a great, it was a great atmosphere. And for, you know, it definitely looked like more than 3,500 people. And I think that uh, that's a good, that's a good sign for, for maybe, maybe even next year. So I, I agree with you in the sense of, I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be the three to four years that they said. Uh, however, we'll still be in this, you know, flat calf era for, uh, for at least the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um. So we have actual trade that happened. Uh, Victor Arvidsson for, uh, to Kings for 2021 second and a 2021, uh, 2022 third from, uh, for the Predators. So I don't know what you guys think of this. It's this definitely kind of sa- this seemed like a, an, an expansion draft, yeah. you know, getting ready for that kind of move where it seemed like, I don't know if it was the Predators needing to either protect or expose people or the Kings wanting to be more ready. Um, I heard that apparently the apparently the Preds uh, want to uh, protect 4D, um, which I'm never the biggest fan of protecting 4D and then four forwards um, because because you expose more players. So uh, just trying to find the president there. So. Yeah. I know that on D they really want to protect. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is Alice Yossi Alice Yossi Akhom and does Fabro need to be protected? Uh, Fabro Fabro's currently in RFA with arbitration, so maybe they have to protect him. Um, but and then here's my other thing. I I really think that the Predators really missed an opportunity to just blow it up like we were saying earlier on in the season, when they were, when they were saying the national predators were, are open for business, I thought that that was the smartest decision. And then they decided, let's, let's go make the playoffs. And didn't they, they make the playoffs? They did. They did. They did. Um, Why would you blow up a playoff caliber team? That team is, that was their ceiling. Uh, <laughs> their ceiling was, you know, six games against the hurricanes. Yeah. So I, 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 I like the trade, obviously, from – I think that he'll really help the uh, – I think he'll help the Kings. Victor Arvidsson's a really, really good player. And, uh, obviously, you know, getting getting a couple picks uh, for Nashville is always is always good. But I, I don't see – I don't see a reason for why they would need to protect uh, four defensemen. Uh, if anything – if anything, if I was them, I would actually just protect three defensemen and then seven seven forwards. But then again, they were uh, people were saying I was listening to Steve Hanger podcast. Like, would you protect Matt Duchesne in this in this expansion draft? What's the reason to do that? What's the reason That's to protect Matt, Desha- Matt well, Duchesne? I was, I was gonna say there, like, well, one thing with Arvidsson is I think I read something with Nashville. Basically, Seattle was gonna take Arvidsson if he was available. So I think that was the motivation for this. Just to get something in return. But also, like, you look at the Predators, like, the protecting 4D thing, if anything, if there's any team that might make sense, it might be the Predators because you could leave Duchesne and Johansson exposed. Yeah. 
and those massive contracts. Yes. So, uh, so you're protecting Yossi Ellis uh, at home and let's say Dante Fabro. I don't actually know, but let's say it's Dante Fabro. And then you're also protecting UC Soros. So if you're going to, so let's, let's say they expose Duchesne and Ryan and Ryan Johansson, two contracts that are definitely boat, boat anchors for them. So you protect Philip Forsberg, Colton Sissons, Luke Cunnan, and uh, Rocco Grimaldi or something, or like or Cali or Cali Yarncrow is probably probably who would they who they would protect. I mean that that would make sense from from my perspective. That would make sense. And I think another thing that we're gonna have to pay attention to is Philip Forsberg at the end of next year is a UFA. That's one of the best goal scorers in the league, unrestricted free agent. And I think David Poyle is going to have some. Very, very tough decisions. He's got some tough decisions right now. Michael Granlin's a UFA. Eric Hall is a UFA. Um, I mean, Erica Branson, who cares? Um, <laughs> I don't mean disrespect for Erica Branson, but they got they got him for like a 2022 seventh. So like, he sucks. <laughs> Trevor out of all, all of us knows, Erica Branson sucks. Um, and then uh, Pecorino, I'm sure they're going to let go. Um there was rumors that like he's gonna retire after this year. So yeah, that makes sense. He's thirty eight. He's made his he's made his money. Um, I, I think he either comes back or he retires. Like it, yeah. he's like, he's been a lifelong predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Do, do you think the the fourth if they don't have to protect Dante Fabro? Do you think the fourth defenseman they protect is probably Mark Mark Borwicki or Mark Borbiewski? I can't remember how to, I don't I never know how to say his name. The guy from the Eugene Melnick video is how I always remember him. Mark Mark Borbiewski. Our guy Mark Borbiewski. Oh my god, or that's still god. the greatest video. Still the greatest video of all time. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was a. I, I'd say if they don't have to protect Grimaldi, then they'll, or sorry, Fabro, then they'll have to, then they'll probably protect Mark Bor, uh, Borbiewski. If you don't have to protect Fabro, then you just go three D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting trade. And then, um, if I'm going to look at, um, the Kings side, the Kings have had, the Kings have definitely some, uh, so the, they have to protect, wow, that Ante Kobitar deal is almost done. Wow. He's got, he's like, Ante Kobitar has three years left. That was signed, man, that was signed a couple, that was signed in 20, like 15 or 2016. Can't believe it's already, it's almost done. Uh, Dustin Brown, they're probably going to leave exposed. Uh, I Alex I follow they just they just yeah. resigned. resigned him yeah so they'll protect him Kempe, and, protect. and the LA Kings have a bunch of young players like I think there's like a bunch of players that they don't even have to protect because they're just all young and on their entry level contracts like uh they 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 had to resign some guys uh Andreas yeah. Antanasiu Leaf Legend Trevor Moore yeah um uh, but I think I think yeah. like they'll go to these guys and be like, we have a contract ready. We'll just wait till after the expansion draft, and then that, then we'll sign your contract. Man, Trev, I looking at this page, I laugh every time I get to the bottom. The Mike Richards terminated penalty contract. <laughs> How long is that thing? Okay, Mike Richards. Uh, Mike Richards. Six years. Oh, six years. Funny. So we so we are about to start the 2021-2022 season. He yeah. will get paid. Uh, he will get paid 900 grand uh, when we start that se- that season, and he will get paid. Uh, he'll, so he'll get paid 900 grand. It, it decreases, but he's getting paid by the Kings for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven more years. Oh my oh, god! It doesn't even fit on cap friendly. It doesn't fit on cap friendly because eleven it's a, years. 
It's a terminated buyout contract. It's one of those bullshit, like, Gary Batman-esque, you know, <laughs> Jesus glitch-like buyouts that are just going forever. It's like Rick DiPietro, who's who yesterday, or what is it, two days ago, got his $1.5 million from the from the Islanders that it gets but to 2029. the Islanders' cap. I'm like, it doesn't, it, I don't think, this doesn't count against, against their cap. I don't think so. Or maybe, or... Well, that's great. It's oh, like, yeah, it does. DiPietro doesn't. I think the Richards one does. Oh, the it Richards does. one the, does. Did Pietro doesn't? I don't think so. The Richards one does. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. They're still paying Dion Phaneuf. They it's are just for, Jul- for a years. little bit more. July first is like Christmas for him. He just gets a nine hundred thousand dollar check in the mail or in his bank account, and he's like, "We're going shopping, boys." So, so, so I'm just gonna read the six years on Cat Family that it shows. So, uh, 21, 22, 900 grand. 20, 23, 900 grand, 24, 700 grand, 25, 700 grand, 26, 600 grand, 27, 600 grand. And it just kind of keeps going a little bit down. Uh, and then they're paying Dion for enough, uh, one point, basically 1 million for another uh, two years. And then they retained on Jeff Carter uh, and they're going to pay him for next year. How yeah. funny is that? How funny? There, there's so many little BS buyouts you can find on Cat Friendly where you go, oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you look at this team, though, it doesn't hurt them a lot because a lot of their exactly. massive contracts are coming up soon, except for Drew Doughty. Oh, Drew um, Doughty's going to be there forever. No, but it's just funny. After next year, Johnny Quick has two years left. <laughs> but it's just, it's funny to see it because you're, I remember Mike Richards was a very, very productive player for the Kings. I don't remember what happened, why they needed to buy him out, but mad is Mike Richards just happy as clams to be a part of the LA Kings organization. Was it from drug issues or was that stole? Uh, it's one of the two. It, you might be right with 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 Mike Richards on that on that issue where there was some sort of substance abuse. Definitely, definitely with him. I think. Either, I think yeah, it was either. I think it was Jarrett Stoll or Mike Richards or Jarrett Stoll. That's a that's a Jarrett Stoll was an underrated good player to have on your hut team back in two thousand thirteen. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. okay. Moving on. Yeah, we have we have the NHL awards. Oh. Uh, Connor McDavid is the unanimous winner of the Hart Trophy. He yeah. received Bullshit. all 100 first Matthews. place voters uh, place votes. Um, Austin Matthews came in second, I think, for um, for the votes. So he had 69 second place votes. Nice, yeah. huh? Yeah. Great. Um, then. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is your 2021 Vesna Trophy winner, which I disagree with. Um, I the guess. Lifetime Achievement Award. That was the yeah, Lifetime that Achievement Award. Yeah, that probably is. The Lifetime Achievement Award. The fact that he had never won a Vesna before, even when Marc-Andre Fleury was in his prime with the Penguins, the fact that he never won it then I thought was a little shocking, but I think that this is definitely a Lifetime Achievement Award. Not that, not that Marc-Andre Fleury was bad this year. He had a really good year. He had a really good year. He, had, he bounced back to the point where you know, us schmucks watching the step, the cup final or the Stanley Cup playoffs were like, you know what? Pittsburgh probably made a mistake with getting rid of Mark Andre yeah. Fleury. He might have positive trade value now. Yeah. Yeah. Vesna, Vesna winner, Mark Andre Fleury. Yes, he does. But Andre Vasilevsky, 1,000 million percent, he, should have won that. Award. He should have won. <laughs> Vasilevsky should win basically, like the way he's playing, he should just be winning the Vesna every single year. It's like Connor he's just that good. Yeah. Connor should win the Connor should win the heart every year, but he's not allowed to because A, uh, his team doesn't make the playoffs, or B, uh, 
Uh, his teammate is uh, ha, scored scored more points than him, which means that he's not allowed to even be nominated. Yeah, that's so stupid. That was so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Um, a surprising win, I guess. Uh, Adam Fox is your 2021 Norris Trophy he's winner. So good. That surprised me though. I he's thought it was good. good. I thought it was Kill McCarr. Slam. I thought Kel McCarr. I thought Hedman had a really good season too. Like Adam Fox. It's just I kind of personally I don't watch a lot of Rangers games so I can't really put a good opinion on this. I haven't yeah, really I was gonna seen say, Adam it's Fox. hard for me to like give reasons for Adam Fox because I mean I, I didn't watch many of the American games this year. But, yeah, I, I mean he's good. From he's what I clearly seen. he won the Norris. He's, he's, he's good. good, but is he as good as Victor Hedman or Kel McCarr? Like, I don't know. Victor Hedman's year this year, like I think if Victor Hedman won the Norris this year, it would have been a reputation award. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of glad that it went to Fox. I would have been happy with Fox or McCarr. Yeah, I, I was on the Cal McCarr trade, train. I really thought that yeah. that was going to be his. I thought that was going to be his. But, hey, good, good for Adam Fox. I just didn't see enough of him this year to be like, you know Adam what? Fox Hell yeah, that guy. RFA after next year. Pony up, Rangers. Pony up, Rangers. Pony <laughs> up. The Rangers are going to have, a, um, have say, a bunch of I things. I love this time of year. I love this time of year because everyone's getting offer sheeted, everyone's getting traded, and everyone's getting everyone's <laughs> getting you know signed as a UFA. Oh my god, is it not the best time of year? And then once it all ends, throw your phone in a toilet and like who cares? That's that's no, what it see, is. I throw my phone in the toilet regardless because either way, it's that's bad what Jim Benning suggested from Jim Benning or bad moves made by Jim Benning. So well, look at this. It's July third. Um, with the Sandin brothers coming in, um, they're zero and two. So, so I think there's a great success there. Jim Benning hasn't it's signed. It's July first, and there's been no signings. Exactly, great uh, success. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. No, forget steal Jim's phone. Unplug his, you know, unplug his, you know, tele his his old school, you know, wired phones. Just unplug everything. Throw it in. That's why there's two Sandins. That's why there's two cities. Yeah. Because they have to unplug. They have to throw his cell phone in a toilet and unplug all of his, all of his wire phones, all his home phones. Because we all know Jim still has a home phone. Um, K- Kirill Kaprizov is your 2021 Calder Trophy winner, which was just like an well, easy there. choice. That was, una- that was unanimous. Um, no, yeah. one vote. There was one first place vote for Jason. For Robinson. Jason Robinson. Yeah. Um, but it should he win it? He's like 24. Yes, or twenty-three or whatever. That's fine. I, I don't care. You know how guys. This is his first year in the okay, NHL. He's a rookie. Okay, that's the rule. That's okay. I mean, that's that's what I think. Twenty, twenty-four. That's fine. If someone comes in at twenty-eight, having playing seven years in the KHL, then I have a problem with that. But that's well, they they changed the rule a while ago because it was Sergey Makarov came in. Sergey Makarov at thirty-one, one yeah. rookie of the year. Then when they, they changed. Played. They changed exactly. the rules, but like that's. It, that was one of those times where it's like, okay, this happened. Now we have to change the rule. So I don't have a problem with Krill. With Krill, Kaprizov was younger than Panarin was when he won the Calder. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Krill, I and mean, speaking of RFAs, I know he's only like a he's a ten point two, which means he can't be offer sheeted. Minnesota better pony up for that guy because if he's I'm using able, Russia as leverage. He's using Russia as leverage. It's going back to the KHL. Yeah, yeah right. he's he's not going to do that. That's no, but he's using it to get more money. Well, yeah, yeah, but 
But like, it, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't think he's after this kind of season. He's definitely not going to rush. Yeah, Dude, and that, Darren, that's the and, only leverage he has. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Darren Ferris, Darren Ferris for his clients will be like, "Well, we'll go to the Swiss League." <laughs> that was. We'll make leverage. our own league. We'll make our own league, and then yeah, that's that's what we'll do. Um, um, uh, the Sabers have named their new head coach, uh, Don Taranto. Um, he was the interim, he was the interim head coach from like last season. So I guess he's staying. See, okay. So I I didn't know he was in the interim. Once, once the interim, once Don Granado came in and, uh, Ralph Kruger, when Ralph Kruger left, you depth, they, they were still bad. They were still very bad, but they like, they won a couple of games. They, they were a little like less an bad. NHL team, at least. They, kinda. Looked, they yeah. looked like a team that kind of tried, and they they looked, you know, somewhat competent. They looked like a bad NHL team, as opposed to whatever the hell they were under. As Rock opposed Rupert. to uh, a, a NHL team, as opposed, as opposed to an to, AHL mid place team, as opposed to a soccer coach, um, te- uh, coaching a hockey team. Yeah, which was like Ralph Kruger was a soccer coach before coming to the NHL. Yeah, like uh, like for over like the last the last time he returned like that how do you go from soccer to hockey it just are two completely different sports completely. I, don't, like, I don't know what happened i don't know what happened there but i, I just don't know. but how did you even get hired that's my question how do you even hire a guy that's a soccer coach and you want him to head an nhl franchise uh ask the ter- ask terry pagula and yeah. uh <laughs> ask terry pagula and all of that because i uh, i don't know i don't know how that happened um I, I cheer I want the Sabres to succeed because that the, the Leafs Sabres rivalry is always fun. Even though the Leafs even though the Leafs always somehow end up losing to the Sabres, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter where they play. Uh, mm-hmm. they always lose they always lose to Buffalo in Buffalo because that's what has to happen. Um and, and there are usually more Leafs fans in the Buffalo Stadium than, than there are at Buffalo. Actual fans, Sabres but, fans. Yeah. Um I I I hope for the best and when we come back uh, after this quick little break, we'll discuss something else with Buffalo because I want to pose questions. Okay, we're back. Um, we have a couple things uh, to touch on with Buffalo, and then uh, we have another a couple of other hires that are happening across the NHL. So, what was the question you were asking? Um, Jack Eichel to Calgary? Question no, mark. It wasn't Jack Eichel to Calgary, but it was who's your front runner for Jack Eichel? Oh. I think I think New York Rangers is like that, that's the front runner. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's still the Kings, but I don't know. It's a matter of whether they're willing to or not. Because I mean, they have the pieces. I, I I agree with you on the Kings. I'll probably go with the Kings. Here's a team. Okay, why has Columbus been thrown in with Jack Eichel? Who the hell like who's gonna what's Columbus gonna give up? They don't have. No, because no, because what I'm thinking is like you get Eichel to center lining. Oh yeah, Columbus. We we talked about this before. Columbus has so many UFAs after this coming year. Who are they going to trade? Both because I know both of their goalies, Merslikins and Corpusello, are UFAs. Seth Jones is going to be a UFA. Uh, Zach is going to be an RFA. Max Domi is a free agent. Max Domi is a UFA. Like I. The, that team that's the one that really makes no sense because they have they have no one to give up they have no one that <clears throat> that buffalo is going to take or who knows they're buffalo they might take them uh no one that buffalo is going to take 
to make their team better um, if they just if, if, if they trade for Jack Eichel. So the Columbus one doesn't make sense to me. LA makes sense, and I think New York makes, makes sense for too. Me, but the I, sleeper team is the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh my. But they're on in on everyone, and like they're gonna have to trade someone. Flurry. Well, they do need they do need center Flurry. depth, I guess. Flurry for trade for Eichel. Flurry for Jack Eichel. Who says no? Everyone. Flurry, no, Flurry goes from Vesna. Flurry and goes then, from Vesna caliber t- uh, Vesna caliber goalie to um, worst goalie in the league. Yep. No, you move Flurry somewhere else because much uh, Buffalo's not taking that money, and uh, then uh, you trade for Eichel. I like guess. okay, so I'm looking. I'm looking at Vegas right now. Okay, Flurry like, to Toronto. Uh, why not? Uh, maybe Patch uh, Patcheretti. They could trade Car- Car- William Carlson. Maybe uh, Alex Tuck. Chinese Stevenson. A Tuck or a Smith or a Marsh or so to be involved in an Eichel trade. Okay, one of those three. Shea Theodore. That. If, if I'm if I'm Buffalo, that's that's who I might be asking. Like I, I expect Taylor. something along the lines of like Tuck a pick and like Peyton Krebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple other things. Yeah. All right, all right. Next topic. Ne- next topic. Because I gotta I gotta leave at twelve thirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arizona Coyotes hire veteran um, NHL assistant and junior coach Andre Tourney um, as head coach. Tourney. Um, he was uh, the vice president and ho- uh, of hockey operations of the Ottawa 70, uh, 67s uh, in the Junior Ontario Hockey League, and he previously previously served as an assistant coach with uh, the Colorado Avalanche and Ottawa Senators, and he also was an assistant coach to Ger- Gerard Gallant uh, for winning Team Canada. Uh, he was also they went the head coach of the World Junior Team this year. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what uh, I'm. A, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, <laughs> forgot his name. I forgot. The, I don't know. Andre. Last, Andre. Uh, was it uh, Turnier? Uh, Andre Turnier. I'm. I'm a huge fan of him. Actually. Um. I thought he's he's a really good. He was really good in the World Juniors. I think he's a really smart hire for Arizona, and I think that. Um, if they're if Arizona's looking at taking a step because they have no draft picks because they were literally taken away from them, yeah. Um, uh, if they're looking at taking at taking a step uh, for a playoff team, I think that this is a good one. I, I like the hire. You know, because they got rid of that, like because Arizona lost their first round pick. Is every other team underneath them is going to have a better player because of it? You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yep. Um, yeah, so Arizona hires a coach. They got rid of Rick Taka last year, so um, it's going to be see what happens there. I guess they're going to go young because he's a young. He like did the World Junior, so maybe young young team rebuild. I don't know. Arizona is just an absolute shit show, and I don't know what's going on. But for more important news, NHL hires TikTok star Josh Richards, who says, "Fuck the Habs on the first day." So, oh shit! Really? <laughs> He's a douche, but I respect him a little bit more now because uh, he said, fuck the Habs, so let's go. Josh Richards, a Leaf, fan. Oh. Leaf uh, Ontario born Josh Richards star is um, now helping promote um, uh, promote the, the NHL. NHL to younger fans. See, um, I definitely pulled a bunch of like this four-year-old will. men and was like, what will the kids like? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they like... <laughs> They're like, we've heard of something called TikTok. What is that? Tick we need talk on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just singing the Kesha I, song. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I think that it's a, it's a, I think it's going to work. I think it might be a low key smart move because it, I think this will get, I think this will get younger fans. It's a step in the right direction. Let's just like that. <laughs> I don't know if he's the like person to carry that, to be the person that's taking the first steps into the right mm-hmm. direction. But I did kind of like that. They're actually like doing something. And then they had, they had, um, one second, who was it? They were, uh, they had 24 K, uh, 24 K gold and Eon Dior perform mood in, in front yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, arena, which was like good to see because we don't see mainstream celebrities ever in like in front of hockey or performing at events and stuff. So yeah. it's, it's good, I guess. And maybe this brings in new fans. But um, I think it's a step in the right direction. To, they're definitely yeah. starting to to try. I mean, even the like for the CBC Sportsnet, the promo for one of the um, Stanley Cup games, they had an Olivia Rodrigo song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That, that's. I mean, I'm too. I'm not I'm not Olivia Rodrigo's hugest biggest fan, but I know that she's a really big deal with like with with younger audiences. See, okay, and then I and then I kind of think of it from, from my, okay, what was the thing where it was like. The NHL, you know, kicking and screaming, decided to do to bring my generation in. And I remember the NHL kicking and screaming decided to put videos up on YouTube. You know, yep. like, yep. and that was, and that was their way of bringing in younger audiences, and it worked. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to be old man yells at cloud because I'm just not a fan of TikTok. But I just remember of like, I just remember that that version of kicking and screaming. They decided to go onto this, you know, fad a fad streaming site that's gonna die called YouTube. Yeah, and and you know this is this is that version of it. So see, but like if, I'm not if gonna we hate look, on it. Yeah, if we look at the other leagues though, the NBA, um, for its All Star, uh, the 2019 All Star, they had TikTok stars dancing with the players and just doing promotion online. And it, I think the NFL is also doing stuff like that, and they're doing like uh, crossovers with big creators or whatever. Here's- and Here's what I can't wait for. I can't wait for the Juju Smith Schuster version of an NHL player who does a TikTok dance. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. NHL players suck. So it's not gonna happen. You're right. However, when we get younger players in it, we're gonna Corvette Corvette all over this all over this arena. No, it's not gonna happen. We (laughs) have younger players. I know it won't. Let me dream. Let me dream. (laughs) But like it's if someone would do that on the logo of the other team, I literally would. They would get murdered. I would throw them across. Okay. I would throw like, them across. Like, look at what people say about the storm surge. Yeah. Yes, like, you're, you're so right. Like, the storm surge, which they celebrate in their own building, not on the other teams. Like they don't celebrate in other teams' building. They celebrate it in their own building. They do something fun, and they're like, "Why are we doing that?" Even then, people they're, got mad. They're gonna get. Yo, hurt. Brian Burke after the storm surge. Oh my god. I've never seen a more old man yells at Cloud in my entire I'm life. Don Cherry, that was the whole thing. A bunch, a bunch of jerks. jerks. Oh, Just God. a bunch of jerks. But my favorite thing, I think Carolina does this really well, is they embrace that stuff. Oh, yeah. They get shit on, oh, yeah. and then it's like, like he says, bunch of jerks. Within like 24 hours, they have shirts, shirts printed and ready to go to sell. Yeah. yeah. So this, this whole TikTok thing is like, I, I don't know how many actual fans he's going to bring in. Um, he's kind of just a douche that dances with his shirt off. Um, I don't yeah. know how much he's gonna help, 
but I, I, it's nice that they're somewhat they're expanding trying. and trying. trying to connect. They're, tr- to they're the trying. Audience. They're trying. Um. Uh. So yes, I have I have little time, but I just want to pose this. Uh. And uh, Trevor, how much are you willing to give up for Duncan Keith? I want assets with Duncan Keith. You want assets with Duncan Keith? Yeah. Like I want Duncan Keith and a pick for like a contract. So. My my cousin, who's a huge Hawks fan, uh, wants like Freddie Highmore back, and a pick, or not Freddie High? Is it Freddie Highmore? Matt Highmore. Matt Highmore. Sorry, Freddie Highmore's an actor. No, he wants Matt Highmore back, uh, and a pick for, uh, for for Duncan Keith. For some also, reason. Duncan Keith is hated in Vancouver. Um. So I don't think he's coming there. They or... they hate him. He gets. I went to a Canucks game in Vancouver couple years ago the last year there were fans um yeah, yeah and they played chicago and every time duncan keith touched the buck he got booed oh why just because he's uh, from there like, well there was the whole chicago vancouver thing also duncan keith got suspended in the playoffs one series for elbowing daniel city in the head yeah, oh, and brad marchand okay. punched him know. five times in the head no one cares <laughs> but i i mean also it was the it was the whole blackhawks canucks thing and so duncan okay. keith just became public enemy number one true all right um, they also but it, Patrick Kane because he's good, but like that's oh, yeah. just because he's good. Yeah. Um, Parker. Yeah. No, I need like if I if they're getting Duncan Keith, it's like Louis Erickson for Keith in a second. Like <laughs> wow. that's like that's, like, that's uh, the kind of trade I'm thinking for Duncan Keith. Why I think why I like the Canucks to fit for Duncan Keith is if you're Quinn Hughes, who better to learn from? Yeah. Yeah, but he's got two years that left. Contract. That, that fat contract. Yeah, that contract. He's got two years left. Get, get them to retain. The, how how one sided? He said Louis Erickson the other way for a retained Duncan Keith and a second round. No, game. even that would have worked. Louis Erickson because Louis Erickson has one year left. Duncan Keith has two years left. You take on the extra year and you take a pick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, okay. that's my thought process. We're gonna let Trevor just marinate in figuring out who's gonna get traded for Duncan Keith. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back when the Stanley Cup finals are done depending on when that happens and how the whole games play out um maybe wednesday maybe monday even depending on who and how everything goes uh so thanks for listening check us out recommend us to a friend and we'll see you guys next week